Hello. <laughs> We're back in the nook. Yay. <laughs> you ready for round two? Oh, bring it on. All right. Well, it is going to be round two. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about opinions. That's what we talked about oh. in our last episode. Okay. And there's so much to talk about on this topic that I wanted to cover a different angle to the, to okay. this, in this shot at it. So um, we originally uh, talked about it in terms of how an opinion impacts us. Um, I think we can <laughs> conclude that we walked away saying, yeah, it, it has a big impact what other people think about you. Um, but we also, in the offings, in the beginning and the end of the episode, talked about how there's a lot of fear wrapped up in expressing your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to dive deeper in that. So we, we kind of talked about how opinions affect us uh, to some degree. And we I want to kind of say, okay, so how do, if we decide to express an opinion or decide not to express an opinion, and why is that? And what role does that have to play in our social circles and our society? But I'm not trying to make it complex and complicated. Uh, we'll dive into that as, as feels natural. Okay. Um, so first, though, um, is there a story that comes to mind in which either for yourself or something you witnessed firsthand where in a social circle, let's say with your peers, whether you're a kid or in high school or even as an adult, that you wanted to express an opinion and you didn't or you saw someone... Uh, clearly experienced trepidation in expressing an opinion. You know, you could tell that your friend might have tried or you you knew what they were thinking and they didn't. You know, is there something that occurs to you where you could, where you felt that indecision from either yourself or a peer? Uh, uh, yes, and I would probably almost say, of course, because we're all humans, we all have different opinions. And I think everyone has been at some point in a, in a situation where you're surrounded with peers, and you may not be agreeing with either what's happening or what the topic of discussion is. And it's very hard to in those in those situations, it's very hard to to be the odd man out, so to speak, and and put your two cents in. Um, it's also difficult if if there's something happening and you're not agreeing with it to to kind of put the kibosh on 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 something. Um, yeah, I you know that my my brain now it's flooded with a lot of different examples yeah. of of the. Uh, the one as far as being with a group and there is a decision made to do something and you maybe don't want to or you sense a danger or whatever, but you're young and you're with friends and you you don't really want to be judged as the goody two-shoe or whatever. Um yeah, all right. Uh, uh, how about a high school story? Um, something comes to mind, a, a story where I was out with some of my high school girlfriends, and we went to a nightclub. And of course, back then, drinking age was 18. None of us were 18. We were all probably 16. And uh, with fake IDs, of course. And, uh, you know, at a club, at a dance club. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember very vividly that one of one of the friends had a had a boyfriend, and the boyfriend drove, and he had this big ass old souped up, I don't know, like a Ford Fairlane or something, one of those really big cars without uh, seat belts, because back then you really that wasn't a thing either, so you could pile a ton of people in, and a bunch of us girls and. One guy, he's driving, and, of course, his girlfriend's sitting next to them, to him. Um, we're at the club having a great time. And uh, so then it's getting close to 2 o'clock. Club closes at 2. And we're looking for the couple that drove us there. Well, as we soon find out, once we're kind of outside of the, the nightclub, that um, they, they had an argument, and... And remember, we're teenagers, right? So the so the boyfriend is like, "Yeah, I'm done." So he left, mm. and there is like his girlfriend and the rest of us, another four four girls, and and uh, these are no cell phones back then. Um, can't really get too involved with the the nightclub that there that's closed. Everybody's leaving, and um, and this was. A, like a good 40 minutes away from where most of us lived. We even lived in different parts of, of the city. So uh, none of us wanted to call our parents, you know, go to the payphone and call our parents, number one, because it was so late. And I'm sure we we were telling stories to that we were staying overnight at somebody's house. And, you know, so we'd get busted that way. It, it, it was a real dilemma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and anyway... And anyway, um, we ended we ended up we ended up getting a ride home by this older guy, who kind of was outside the club hearing our story. And I, he offered to ride us home. None of us knew this guy. I mean, he didn't look like an axe murderer or anything. But I. I remember not wanting to go. I was almost wanting to call somebody, mm-hmm. um, maybe even my my father or somebody. I remember like, no, that that's stupid. You know, we we this guy could do bad things. But then the counter argument or opinion was, oh, he's he you know obviously he's nice. He's you know, and and we'd been drinking and we're teen, you know, we're young and. Um, so everybody had an opinion <laughs> that night, yeah. and and it was getting later, and we had to get you know we had to get ourselves back to somebody's house. So it turns out that the 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 guy that uh, we we I gave in, and I'm like okay, because then I'm like doing some calculations. Okay, there's like four or five of us. It's one of him, even if he like drove in the woods. He can't like kill all of us at the same time. Somebody could run away. Somebody maybe two of us could hit him on the head. You know, I'm playing all these these things in my head because as a teenager back then, you went to see all of the um, the cut up movies, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's the last thing you want to do is get in a car with somebody you do not know. I think that's probably still true. Right? Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
The difference today is everybody would have a cell phone and you could text somebody or you could have your tracker on or all these other things that, you know, but back then, I mean, you were really on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, to shorten the story, obviously, I didn't get murdered by an ex. The the guy was decent. He 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 took us all home and um actually but um the the boyfriend who left us there he secretly was like watching from a distance or somehow what? Yeah. Somehow like he was having remorse. Um but Yet, you know, he was a teenager, too, so he didn't intervene. But supposedly he was following the guy to make sure that, you know, we weren't driven into the woods or, or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while. But to, to answer your question or address your question about ha- have there been times where you voiced an opinion or, yeah, in situations... In situations where you're with your peers, sometimes your opinion, you want to do the right thing. And in this story, I don't know that we did the right thing by getting in a car with this guy. It it ended up fine. He was decent doing the right thing, but it could have easily gone the other way as well. So that's, it's just, that's just one story that I remember being frightened and really hoping, praying maybe, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we all got where we needed to be to a safe place. What was the um, final kind of factor that pushed you to just decide to go ahead with this plan? I guess it was that you calculated that if you found yourself in that situation, that's the worst case that together you all could band together and yeah, way out, I, 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 w- I was thinking definitely like a teenager, like, okay, you know, we, we, he can't take all of us on mm-hmm. and, and it's one of him. And, uh, and you're thinking of all things. You're thinking that you lied to your parents about where you are. You're thinking that you're underage and you're at a nightclub. You're thinking, you know, why the heck did the, the boyfriend think that was okay? And, yeah, you're thinking all kind of stuff. And you've had some alcohol, so you really yeah. are, you know, it, that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Were your friends, it sounds like you were the lone holdout. Is that because you said that you finally gave in? I gave in. I mean, another friend was was skeptical, too. But at the end of the, at the, end of the, the night, the parking lot was clearing out. We, mm-hmm. we didn't have that many options. And really, none of us wanted to, none of us really wanted to call the, the parent and any of our parents and right. tell them the situation we're in. So it was, it was the circumstance of seeing that you were kind of running out of choices. Yeah. It was kind of like, we're, <laughs> we're getting down to it. We have to make a decision, either the parent, the risk of the parents or the risk mm-hmm. of this guy. It, and once that became clear and crystallized. Yeah. You wanted to roll the dice with the, with the guy. <laughs> Maybe not my best moment. Um, I mean, you were a teenager. Yeah. I mean, come on. Now. Hopefully my children aren't listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, they'll probably, if they are, if they find themselves in a similar situation, they'll be like, I'm going to call mom. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that type of scenario would not, wouldn't even exist today with right. cell phones. Yeah. I mean, you, you could text people. You can, I mean, it's just so much. Right. No, that's definitely different. You, you wouldn't even be able to be in, at 16, you would not be in a nightclub. Hmm. Well, Fake IDs are, I guess, still exist, but they're, sure. but they're, it's so much harder. I mean, yeah, things were just a lot more lax in the seventies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that story, um, in many ways, points to different aspects of having, of being afraid of expressing an opinion. You um, have your peers, which is the big one. And then even just the pressure of, you know, doesn't necessarily even have to be peers, but society. I mean, I, I think the when I've thought about the foundation of fear of expressing an opinion is, you know, if we go back to kind of, you know, you're talking about the you know, 70s, but let's say, let's go way back, you know, let's go back mm-hmm. centuries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way to survive was to be able to stay okay with the town or the the tribe or, you know, the group of people. That's how we survive. We are social animals. That's right. Um, and so if your opinion is too different than, you know, or too often different, <laughs> then it could end up being that you get excommunicated and the chances of your survival go way down. That's right. I feel like it's a kind of a almost in the expressing of an opinion it's interesting because it seems to me that the fear comes from kind of like this two-dimensional you know animalistic fear based i have to stay as a part of the tribe to survive however evolution the evolution of a society of technology of new ways of living mm-hmm. come from opinions being different than how we've done it so it's like this push and pull concept of like it's a necessary thing mm-hmm. and yet it's absolutely terrifying and it's all about the health of the society and the health of the individual and kind of that push and pull mm-hmm. going on there and then of course you know if you, teenage years are definitely in grade school years are definitely the easy like sample of like here's peer pressure i mean oh for sure <laughs> like, for sure <laughs> there's a microcosm of, of a much larger society do you have any nuanced feelings about um, beyond what I've about beyond the opinion I've expressed <laughs> um, about why it's scary to and express an opinion that may be different? Well, sure. I mean, it, it's it's scary because as humans, we we want to fit in. We want to have that social contact that that social recognition that that Mm -hmm. closeness that interconnectedness just as you were saying Mm -hmm. you don't want to be ostracized you you don't want to be left alone you don't want to be judged right and it it it's a difficult position to be in when when your brain is telling you something and your body is even telling you something maybe based on how you're posturing or you're sweating or your your heart's beating faster and you're and you you kind of know boy i'm all alone here and and how i feel and then you have to decide what you do with that right neither i mean you, you, for the most part you can be quiet depending on the situation but you know yeah. you could be quiet and just 
not go there and maybe try to preserve preserve your your thoughts yeah. uh, so they're not judged and you're not judged right go home and say to yourself whoa bunch of wackos but yeah you know what it's good they're not living in my house <laughs> <laughs> right at least I have this bubble that's of where right my opinion can be what is what are your feelings on I have some thoughts on this but I want to hear your thoughts before I express any of mine um, what are your thoughts on when someone is expressing an opinion to the point that they get angry? Um, like, you know, you can feel that they're really, it seems very important to them to convince you of whatever mm -hmm. their opinion is. What, where do you, where do you think those feelings are stemming from or what's going on in, in that person who's really trying to convince you of their opinion? Well, if, if you get to the point where you're, you're angry mm -hmm. it. Chances are the opinion that the, the person has is is probably not the norm, or at least um, in the circle where that conversation's happening, they may be in the minority, and they're 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 feeling a sense of frustration, and um, so, you know, you ask me w what I would do. Well, you, you certainly, I mean, that would be very interesting. I would love to, that's not what I, <laughs> I was asking just, you know, what's going on in the, in your mind? What's, what's the causing that? Or that, does someone get angry? Which you did answer. Yeah. Your thoughts are that they are a part of minority, but yeah, what, what would you do? What, what are you? Yeah. Feelings? Um, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm in that position <laughs> almost on a daily basis in one way or another uh, form or another, if I'm out in, you know, and, and my social networks. I, I have a, a diverse group of, of um, I want to say of friends, but, but I don't necessarily mean like close friends. It's, um, you know, I, 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 talk, I, I talk about yoga all the time. I have a, a whole group of yoga friends. And um, even in a yoga community where maybe stereotypically you'll you'll think oh everybody's all you know peaceful and calm and balanced and and uh you know and then a subject comes up and and you find that that's really not the case people are divided just like society is and um the topics can 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 go deep and um and even if you're on a yoga retreat you can find yourself starting to feel anger I, I I think um I think in that scenario by practicing yoga the majority of us can can realize that we can feel it coming on and we can start to just control our breath and our thought process and remember you know hey we're, we're here on a on a spiritual journey and we can kind of reel ourselves in so I bring up that that example because it, it I don't think anyone would be surprised that in a bar you go in to have a drink and you're going to sit at the bar and the people next to you are having a conversation you're like oh wow they're you know or or they're wearing a shirt or some slogan that is like so against what you believe in or a candidate that you really are not supporting or any of those scenarios are more likely to happen when you walk into an environment where you're not sure who you're going to be sitting next to. And, and a bar lends itself to be loud and there's alcohol and 
you know, so right. you, you, you can you're, you can see where you would be in a situation to, to, to confront anger and, you know, that that, you know, someone really forcing their opinion on you um, or, um, you know, or an example today is a, is a big play of, you know, a basketball tournament and there may be someone if I stop and have a drink on the way home and pay and watch the bar uh, watch the bar watch the game at the bar um, somebody sitting next to me may have the opposing team jersey on and you know and and it could it could be some banter back and forth and I, I would think in sports it could be a healthier banter um, if it was uh, a political night and there was a uh, election and you know the the, the numbers coming in, th- yeah, more heated. <laughs> it would definitely be more heated. Um, so I know I've jumped around a little bit here with different with different examples of uh, of opinions. But uh, yes, I I'll get back to the yoga story. Even even in a yoga retreat, we can all feel ourselves become a little bit hot under the collar maybe if you're so passionate about the subject and the other person that you're you're interacting with um, just doesn't seem to get it or or may appear condescending or just maybe just doesn't hear what you're saying. Maybe you feel like you're not being heard and, and you, 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 you want to rectify that by talking louder. And when you talk louder, your body hears, you know, your brain hears that and it reacts and then it becomes a little bit more, you know, direct and, and then anger can get in there and frustration and all those human emotions. So, uh, yeah, interacting with others, when you're taught when you have different opinions and it, it, it can even happen with the same opinion if you're passionate enough i mean you can get all get all crazy about like yeah let's get them right let's get them yeah yeah, yeah. and you're and you're, you're all agreeing but it's <laughs> but but you're so passionate about it and vested in whatever the topic is that you're you know you're 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 kind of allowing your your emotions to take over yeah now, I'm glad you brought up that the yoga example because yes, of course, people have an assumption of, oh, everything's all calm and mm-hmm. dandy and you know whatever, and it's like no, it's about being in touch with the, you know um, your spiritual side that doesn't make you not human. It doesn't mm-hmm. make you not have different opinions <laughs> about other things. Um, uh, I I know what you mean about with the sports in terms of. Uh, maybe a healthy banter i think of yes competition mixed with playfulness like you know that's kind of a relational piece i um and then you you know jump to the idea of okay well if it wasn't a basketball night but it was an election election night it's a little bit more heated what's that difference that you feel there the difference is um with with sports it's 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 a it's a level playing field i mean either either team is going to go out and, and try to do their best to win. And in a period of an hour to ho- however long, two hours, three hours, whatever the game is, it, it's done and, the, and, the, and there's, there's a winner and there are rules and, and the rules apply to both teams equally, fairly. It's, it's you know, right. the, the better team wins. That's it. That's the end. Politics is a whole other 
whew. And, and and the other thing with politics, when it's an election, then depending on, you know, I mean, if it's usually a period of time of four years or two years, you're, you're, you know, this person that you may totally disagree with, you find now is going to be making rules and, and laws and decisions that are going to affect you personally for the next number of years. So it's it's not like a sports game that it's over and you move on. This isn't over. You need to live with the consequences of the new administration coming in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard. That's super hard. Yeah, uh, the word that you and you threw it right there in the end that kept coming to mind is it's less consequential. Mm-hmm. The play, you know, the game, whatever it is, it's okay. <laughs> the right. Worst is for the players themselves, you know, in their own personal lives, and maybe if you have the money on the game. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with the politics piece of it, um, yeah, it's the the impact the potential how is this going to affect my life and the people that i love that's a whole different (laughs) turnout for that night of what that means Mm -hmm. yes it is it seems to me that um and i will (laughs) keep coming to this probably forever fear and love is kind of i see that um in the heart of this in a lot of ways specifically fear when i think about this um when I speak to people, um, one of the things that we've talked about is like COVID vaccinations and masks and everything. And we've kind of talked about it broadly in terms of how people react and what is honesty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've really noticed and makes me uncomfortable, but it's also opened my eyes a bit, is that when I sometimes I'll hear people talk about vaccinations and I'll hear people talk about you know, like not having vaccinations being like, that's, you know, unhealthy or dangerous. And the tone, the energy, the intensity is no different. Like Mm -hmm. it feels, if I couldn't understand the language, I wouldn't know which is which. Like I wouldn't, there's this intensity. It's And what I've concluded is what's behind it is fear. Um, I've said in one of our episodes that I don't think that you know, whether you're for vaccinations, you know, you believe in them as, as something that's healthy or that as unhealthy, that I don't think either group is saying, I want our society unhealthy. And that's why I've chose to believe what I believe. Correct. It's it's a fear base to me is mm-hmm. you don't understand that vaccines are saving humanity, saving our society. And if you don't understand that, you are going to infect and hurt my loved ones. You are going to infect and hurt my society. And then vice versa with the anti-vax is saying, oh, you know, you're trusting the government. This is how the government mm-hmm. takes over. This is this is exactly how wars start. And you are being naive and mm-hmm. your choices in blindly following the government are going to lead us into the deaths of the people I love and the society that I love. So it's like Correct. very, That's right. it's a, the goal is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that the intensity of, uh, of expressing that opinion is it's not, oh, well, I have an opinion that, you know, red is a better color than blue. It has no consequences. It's no, if you don't understand this, my health, my loved one's health are at risk. So it is critical that I convince you of this opinion. 
I think that mm -hmm. fear is really where we feel the passion, I think is one of the words you used at one sure. point, um, or feel that heatedness. And there's a whole wide spectrum. I mean, COVID vaccinations is the you know currently what's talked about, but that's always been the case. It's like on a spectrum of how much does this impact? Mm -hmm. And I've even seen conversations and been in conversations where one person is really upset trying to convince the other of the opinion and the one who is really upset, it's consequential to them, but it's not consequential to the person who's trying to, who they're trying to convince. And that's scary too, because it's like, don't you understand your opinion that has no impact on yourself could kill me. Mm -hmm. It has nothing effect on you because you have that privilege, but it is critical to my well-being or my loved one's well-being that you vote or ha change your opinion so that I can be safe. Yes. And that's in and of itself like an extra layer of um, fear, I guess, is that you don't even get that this is a weighty subject, <laughs> let alone that your, your, your opinion is potentially could kill me or harm me. Yeah. Yeah, the the um, and and the other side of it. I mean, speaking about the whole um, COVID vax, anti-vax, a lot of people lost jobs that were not willing to get vaccinated. So, mm -hmm. it 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 even went beyond health. It went right. beyond their livelihood. Right. They were, you know, if if they felt that strongly that they were were not willing to get vaccinated, mm -hmm. they were not able to continue working. So, it, and if you feel that strongly about it, which the, you know, people that I know have felt that way, then you take a step back and, and you, you can understand it's affecting, I mean, mm -hmm. their choice really directly is affecting their daily life. Right. No job, you know. So where where do I work? And, um, you know, I don't want to wear a mask. So guess what? You can't really go out in the society if you don't have a mask on, whether you like it or not. That's the rule. Mm -hmm. And then that just feeds the, fuels the fire, for, uh, you know, people that see that. The, or believe that the government is overstepping and mm -hmm. that they have they their, their rights are being squashed. Right. So yeah, it's deep. I mean that that whole the, the whole pandemic hitting us in 2020. Ooh. Yeah. I mean we still are yeah, right, we're not outside of it. Not out of stretch. it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly what you're pointing to is that it's the there's one thing that's having a, having an opinion. There's another that's an opinion in which my opinion dictates your life, mm -hmm. right? And then it's like there's this always the gray areas, but um, I'm not sure even how to put it. It's like it, okay, so you can say with the COVID situation well if you don't get a vaccine and if you're pro-vaccine if you don't get a vaccine then you're endangering my life but then there's this other side of it saying but that's not necessarily true or i don't believe that to be true 
and you cannot control what goes into my body like a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what, where you stand, it's like there's valid points in that we're trying to stay healthy. We're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to make our decisions for ourselves. And but we're coming to different conclusions on what that looks like, what that means and what is truly the bigger hazard. Right. Right. And then it's yeah. so there's this. Yeah, there's this kind of um, push and pull mm-hmm. again. What are your thoughts if we were to talk about, um, you know, we've talked, you and I have talked about uh, cancel culture before and that type of thing. But if we were to talk about something less um, physically in our personal lives, like a COVID, you know, vaccine shot or something or, you know, mandates that, you know, are directly in each of our lives. But let's say how someone is behaving um you know there's some people you know you could see someone who's well known say something or do something and people across the board can have different opinions Mm -hmm. about that but there's still a fear of expressing that opinion Mm -hmm. um why where do you think that fear comes from is that more just more or less just an extension of if i'm the if i'm a, a minority opinion then I might not be invited to the next conversation, you know, or. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think it, I think it's, it it all circles, it all circles back around with, with, with these different um, topics, examples. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you, you, as a human, you, you really have fear to say, oh, I, I I didn't think what he did was that big a deal, though, you know, I, and then people look at you like you have two heads. What? Of course it was a big deal. You know, this person needs to be punished. You know, what, what were they thinking? How did, how did that happen? And um, and it causes, you know, you perhaps to, to think, well, geez, what's, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. You know? And then you examine your life experience. And maybe in your life experience, whatever this person did was not that big a deal. And maybe mm. that's a red flag <laughs> because maybe you've, you know, you're coming from a place of uh, not not a good place, maybe abuse, maybe some things, bad things that you normalize to survive. Mm-hmm. And here you find yourself out, you know, with a bunch of people and everyone's looking and we're all watching the same thing. And out of the 10 people, nine are saying, oh, my God, that's horrific. That person has to be punished. How did that happen? And you're sitting there thinking, well, what? And, you know, hey, I like this guy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, what was so bad about it? Right. Desensitized. It, yeah. To... Yeah. You, you, you may be desensitized. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, people, it, it's very hard. It's very hard in those situations to voice your true opinion Mm -hmm. and if you do you need to be prepared that yeah that people are going to be on you and if you're not up for that kind of fight it you know your other choice is to stay silent and a lot of people do yeah yeah so it's it can range from fear of you know on a more abstract kind of fundamental level you know 
being told that you don't belong, that you, you're not worthy of being a part of this social circle, whatever it might be, all the way up through, you know, well, I mean, some people can res resort to physical harm in mm -hmm. disagreeing with your opinion mm -hmm. and that that could literally end up with your life being over and everything in between. I mean, there's a lot of different consequences by having an opposing opinion and depending on the setting and the subject and the implied consequences, it's there's like a range of fear, like a calculation of how scary is this? Because mm -hmm. I know in certain settings, certain situations, I'm don't even hesitate to express my opinion. I mean, it's just like, I know that not everyone's going to agree with me. That's that's fine. They're not Alex. And then there's other opinion, other situations where I find myself saying, I really don't like how afraid I am right now. I really don't because this doesn't feel right. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, this is, I'm not, com I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm not, this is not comfortable for me. And then to examine that fear, what is it that's attributing to it? I suspect also that there is a little bit of a, um, how much is it worth expressing my opinion? Is it actually going to do anything? You know, is that's right? You know, it, is the me conquering my fear worth any payoff? It might be. It might be that you can just say, "Hey, I know when I went home to my household, I can sleep at night because I said my opinion," or it might not be. It's like, mm -hmm. nope, they just got angrier. I just got more afraid. Nothing happened. We got more polarized. <laughs> And that's not doesn't feel worth it. So, it 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 reminds me of uh, the stereotypical Thanksgiving dinner where you have your relatives <laughs> in once a year, <laughs> or or you or relatives you're you're you may not see all the time, right? And you know, and you 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 kind of know you don't want to talk about the religion and politics and you know all the all the 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 really. Ugh. The, the topics that you know may may make Thanksgiving into a massacre <laughs> right. in one form or another. Yeah. So in those situations, you just might want to keep eating your turkey and, yeah. you know, and let your crazy uncle go off. And, and uh, you know, if, if, if no one really confronts that person and, you know, lets him say his spiel and people keep eating... And he doesn't have an audience. He can say it and then feel good. He said it. And, you know, nobody can look around and nobody's, can, you know, saying that's not true. Well, it, it definitely will diffuse it because right. if, you know, if it's a very controversial topic and you don't have anyone opposing you, it, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. You say your piece and then you move on. Yeah. So in situations like that, it's not a bad idea to stay silent, eat turkey. Yeah, and I think that that actually points directly to where I think the question of responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the quote off the top of my head, but I know I've mentioned it um, in passing on this podcast about you know, Martin Luther King Jr. talking about those who are more determined to keep things civilized actually being the biggest roadblock. Mm -hmm. And and not to say that to be silent in that situation you just laid out isn't the answer. It could per be like, yeah, anyway, crazy uncle, let's go talk about the clouds in the sky and the sports <laughs> game or whatever, you know. But on the other side of it, I do think that there is, it, it's like a constant debate of responsibility. If, if Is there something that I can say that I'm uh, obliged to say as a responsible citizen, it's like, 
whoa, dude, you're way out of line. This is mm-hmm. this is beyond inappropriate. This your opinions kill people <laughs> that mm-hmm. they lead to consequences which and pe- where people die. I mean, and yeah. but again, it's like then you're weighing it out. If I say something or if I can't, if I find the words or I think I find the words and it actually makes him more radical. It makes him more dangerous than to have I actually made it worse. And that where's my so you're trying to be responsible and then as a citizen within the society and then you're also just trying to eat your damn turkey mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're debating all the things. So yeah, I feel like there's like this um at least in my experience from my my personal life, it's like where where does my responsibility end and how I mean, I think that we're all always responsible, but when is it going to be effective? When is it actually going to affect change and not make things worse? And not to confuse making things worse with I don't feel comfortable or I don't feel great because that's mm-hmm. different. That's mm-hmm. I could just get right around, you know, right around the neck and ears, but that doesn't mean that I made things worse. That just says I personally am uncomfortable, which needs to happen in life like there there's times mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. so there's no answer in any of this discussion but it's just <laughs> that uh, yeah i think i felt like you were pointing right at a responsibility where's your responsibility come in yeah and it depends on where that you know in a family setting like that a a, a holiday where where you, you know chances are the crazy uncle you, you know what he's going to bring to the mm-hmm. table so I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that for Thanksgiving, and and you're say hypothetically you're hosting it and you you tell all the kids, okay, you know, Uncle whomever's coming, he's crazy. We're going to try not to discuss whatever. Um, if it comes up, just let him say his piece and and let's not confront him. Let let's try to focus on what's good about crazy Uncle so-and-so coming over and and let's just try to celebrate this holiday and be grateful for each other and mm-hmm. grateful for the good parts and and grateful for what we we can have as a family mm-hmm. i mean and i i think it's okay that we don't always have to call out the crazy uncle on social issues or whatever it might be right now if the crazy uncle his he says something that does affect your family and that is racist or I don't know, something that is, you know, your kid's sitting there, everybody's hearing it, and then you don't confront that and silence, you know, implicates that you agree with it. That's a whole other discussion. Right. But I believe in most families, when you have these type of get-togethers, gatherings especially thanksgiving that tends to be long and it involves sitting next to each other eating uh and conversation is going to flow you kind of are prepared for the personality types coming mm-hmm. and you can choose i believe to address these you know topics or not mm-hmm. if it's politics if it, if it's you know things that you have an opinion on you don't necessarily have to get into it with somebody at your dinner table there's a reason they're only there once a year (laughs) yeah there is there really is yeah and likewise if it is something that comes out of someone's mouth that does affect you directly or your children your spouse whatever um 
yeah, you have to. You have to say something then, mm-hmm. because if not, especially if you if they're children and or or, the, or especially if the person that may be the minority or the, or the person that's being disrespected in whatever that comment is, they're going to look to you because mm-hmm. they know that you that you don't you don't agree with that mm-hmm. and you need to at that point yeah say something right. Yeah, it's figuring out when to call them out right then and there. Yeah. Because that's important to set that example and say, hey, this is the line right here. And when it's not, when that line isn't crossed, then deciding, do I, you know, I can address this. Maybe I can talk to them privately after the fact. I'm worried about you, Uncle So-and-so, because things you're saying yeah, are a little, yeah. you know. So it's like finding that line, as long as that line's not crossed, then it's, all right, do I confront this at the dinner table? Do I confront this another day? Do I mm-hmm. confront this at all? Do I not invite them back next Thanksgiving? Right. Depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of good discussion, no answers. <laughs> I think that's, we need to summarize the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it, it, it depends so much on the topic yes. and, and what it is that is being discussed. And I, I, I think there are times and places that that um, it's more prudent to mm-hmm. for the sake of a holiday, for the sake of peace, for the sake of getting through <laughs> these kind of functions. Um, silence may be may be OK. Right. And there are other situations where obviously it, it's like the absolute wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a lot of discretion involved. Mm hmm. Yeah. Shoo. Opinions. Quite the topic. Everybody's got one. <laughs> I think everyone can agree on that one. <laughs> There's a consensus. It's the only consensus you'll find. So it seems that this word just keeps being the appropriate word for this transition. The pivot. <laughs> We're like barreling one direction and we're going to take a left mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. So um, tell me, what's uh, something that you are grateful for about yourself or that you love about yourself so that we can role model that to others, that it's it's healthy to acknowledge the things that we love about ourselves? Uh, I love that at uh, Thanksgiving we normally do host a big crowd. And I love that the my husband and my son are the main cooks. <laughs> I am so friggin' grateful for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just grateful for my family. Very, very, uh, very grateful for that. Uh, along similar lines, I'm gonna actually say I'm grateful for our friendship. Um, in both cases, we're not really talking about what we love about ourselves, but we are connected. You're connected within your family, obviously, and I'm connected within this friendship. So. I'll let it slide this time. But uh, I'm in all seriousness, though, I am grateful that we can have such uh, robust um, discussion and really, you know, try to explore these different um, nuanced paths about the human experience and Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, not get to be able to feel passionate 
and be able to have that trust within our with each other in our friendship to to have the conversations and mm-hmm. and and to be to to give ourselves permission to be passionate you yeah. know because the answer isn't is definitely not to just be neutral and to oh oh i gotta you know, pull back because no it's good that's life that's you know having an opinion getting getting enthusiastic about something that's getting unhooked getting unhooked <laughs> yes exactly we are truly unhooked in the nook so, mm-hmm. so i'm grateful for our friendship me too